Hey guys, we are back. Welcome to Lunch Plus, and Buddy's back in the studio. I'm back. He's back. I'm back. Whoa. With a vengeance. That's not this. I had a song in my head. Not I didn't have that. I had, and now you're back from, from outer space. space. <laughs> I just walked in to find you here with that sad look upon your face. So. It's time for Lunch Plus. Today's going to be an awesome broadcast. I didn't know how much of the song we could keep singing without it being like copyright mm -hmm. stuff. So today, let's talk about what we've got in store for you. Up first, right now, it's family chat. As you know, that's why you're here. After that, coming at you fast at noon, we are going to have a couple minute to win it games and they are going to be super fun. And then after that, we are going into a time of confessions. We're going to have a little bit longer confessions and it's going to be really great, really powerful. And then at 1220, we have a brand new segment that we want to introduce to you guys. It's going to be great. It's called Word Snake. You're going to have to stick around to find out what it is. And then at 1230, we have What's the Word? What the Convention Taught Me with Pastor Brian and Buddy. And it's going to be a great day. You know, I just realized I don't pronounce the D in brand. Like brand new. It's brand new. Like Raisin Brand? Yeah. I just realized that you said brand new. And I'm like, <laughs> that sounded weird. And then I realized I don't pronounce the D when I say brand new. How do you say the word W-A-L-K? Walk. So you say walk. Like, like a... Like a Japanese walk. Like yeah. waka waka, like Fozzie Bear on the Muppets. <laughs> sure. I was thinking more like a real word. Marky also <laughs> says walk. Um, a lot of people, myself included down here, say walk. Like they'll walk. say the L. I don't say it like I'm walking. I mean, but technically, I'll... I guess that would be the proper way to mm -hmm. say it, right? But I definitely say like I'm walking down the street and my, mm -hmm. my tongue will make the sound of an L for sure. Uh, so walk. Yes. That just sounds wrong. Walk, walk, walk. Uh, John Napier said that he's in it to win it. Serena says, hey. Rachel says, hello. We miss you, Rachel. Hey, Debbie. She's asking if anybody's having problems viewing on Facebook. We, at the beginning, we actually glitched a little bit, and we started streaming on the Boomerang page, but now we are on the Brian Wright YouTube page. So you may want to go over there if you're not there right now. But right now, as you know, it is family chat time. Before Whoa. we get into that, though. Oh, I know what it says. Walk. Well, there's an L. No, 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 no. Walk. Walk. No, no, no. See, look, if you were it to look at this, care what it says. look up no. the word walk, and you, and you look at how it's pronounced, it says W-O-K. W-O with a little thing, K. So there's no not, L in that. There's just not as enlightened so as we are. So it's family time. Buddy thinks he's right. So question number one, provided to us by the lovely Serena Crabtree, always wonderful. Would you rather have a flying carpet or a car that can drive underwater? I for sure want a flying carpet. Like there's no question about that. I want a the, flying carpet. The only reason I would want a flying carpet is to take Serena on a magic carpet ride and sing a whole new world. I would. That's the only reason. I would do that once, and then I'd immediately regret it and wish that I had the underwater car. You know Because an underwater car would be so much cooler. See, Kevin said car underwater. Holly, underwater car. Hannah said flying carpet 1,000%. That's confidence. Okay, here's the thing. How often are you... Underwater. How f often are you near water? Often? Well, there's a lake no. over there. But you can now fly in the air. 
you can you can fly and it's gonna be amazing. I was but gonna start you, singing, you can fly, you can fly, you can fly. Well, I guess the question then is, do you need to get like a, a flying license, you know? Because I know no some, some people like with, with drones, they need, a, they need a certain permit to be able to fly a drone. I, Would you need a permit to fly your carpet? I could then take my flying carpet to the store and I could fly above the traffic. Hey. And I, like, I don't need to like, drive underneath water to get to the grocery store, but yeah. I could fly above the cars that are going 10 miles an hour. Pastor said sure. flying carpet faux show. Pastor literally just said faux show. Faux show. I don't know how to <laughs> think about that. Miss Debbie said that she has had horrible balance. She would fall off. I believe in you. Mm -hmm. I believe you could do this. Okay, question number two. <laughs> I just, sorry, I just, question two. Would you rather... Again, this is Serena. This makes me very happy. Would you rather be a bowling champion or be a curling champion? These both <laughs> please me so much. <laughs> In reading because they're this. both so mediocre. Which, but at the same time, you know, like it takes a lot of work to no be joke. a champion about this. Uh, one hundred percent curling, though. Absolutely curling. Mm -hmm. Yes, because that's my favorite winter Olympic sport. Is really? Mm -hmm. That's yes. interesting. Is that the sport you'd want to play in the Olympics? Probably. You look at it. I saw a meme that said, why does the U.S. Olympic team look like a bunch of dads that were trying to yes. get away from their family? <laughs> yes, true. My, my friend Becca, <clears throat> uh, she actually took curling lessons when she lived in the Dakotas. There's a curling emoji? Whoa. John Napier just put... I didn't know there was an emoji for like the curling stone. That's amazing. John Napier just blew Buddy's mind online. He literally just said, who knew there was a curling emoji? Which I know he typed that before I freaked out. That's hilarious. Yeah, no, curling for sure. Although with bowling, you guys, if you ever go bowling with George, George does splits anytime he gets a strike. So I'd like to do bowling just for the just simple for that. fact that George may like do the splits more. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul says bowling. Becca says bowling. Wow. See, here's the thing about bowling, though, because bowling is something that you do regularly with people, mm -hmm. and if you, like, get a perfect game every time, the people around you won't have fun. That's true. And I want the people around me to have fun. And yeah. you would be <laughs> jacked doing curling if you're the brusher person. That's like, true. You've got to use, like, a whole bunch of upper arm muscles to make that happen. It's like a practical shake weight. That's... <laughs> John Napier says, is there bowling in Albemarle? There was. Yeah. I, I drove past it, I got real excited, and Pastor was like, no, that shut down. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Uh. Okay, question number three. Would you rather, this one also made me really happy, would you rather fight 100 duck-sized horses or fight one horse-sized duck? 100% uh, 100, 100 duck-sized horses. <laughs> Because ducks are ducks mean, are mean they're when they're duck-sized, <laughs> like they're vicious <laughs> duck-sized. I can't even imagine a horse-sized duck. I, I had the same thought process yeah. as I'm typing the questions mm -hmm. out, like imagining a jumbo beak, like, yeah. no. Oh, that'd no. be terrifying. I don't like ducks as is. Like, mm. I have to put my flesh down of steering toward them when I drive by them on my road home. I don't hit them, but I have to control myself. I, so... One, so one day, I was driving down the street. I was rocking out to Michael Jackson's. Um, <laughs> I think it was Thriller. I don't remember what it was. Just rocking out to it. And then a whole family of ducks. So like the mother and all their little children. Like the little baby ducks. Are the viewers going to like you less after this story? <laughs> well, okay. 
I hit the brakes, oh, but no. it was so because they just came out of a bush. It's not like they, you know, they, you know, it's not. I, you're already looking at me with judgment on your eyes. I tried to stop. I, I, I hit the mother, not the babies. Um, and did you the, but, then adopt them into your home to tend to <laughs> wait, them? Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I stopped. I turned off Michael Jackson. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my gosh, did I just ruin a whole family of ducks? And then the mother just pfft, out the side of it and just like limped away with like feathers flailing out and then the little babies followed her. So she was alive. <laughs> For like should that I, moment. Should I have not told that story? And just like I that. Fe- oh. I felt so bad. <laughs> Because I was going to like a life group meeting with like a bunch of uh, my friends and and I could, I just, I was just sitting there silently like just replaying the whole thing in my head. I felt like such a horrible human being. We're going to find out in about 30 seconds if we have any of the tender hearts still online. We'll find <laughs> out. Paul says jumbo duck. I don't like horses and they don't like me. Um, yeah, I definitely would rather the hundred sized or the hundred duck sized horses for Be- sure. Becca said one horse sized Duck. Oh, that, there was the emoji. I didn't. I couldn't see. I thought it was. it was an island. And and use faith like David versus Goliath ordeal. There I, you go. I, I, I. Or you can Lord. use faith like the David versus the Philistines. <laughs> you know. <laughs> John says that he'll take the duck. Okay. Well, those are all the questions that we have for right now. Family chat. If you are a tender-hearted individual and you care for animals, you can pray for Buddy. Um, I don't <laughs> think he's done that since he's been here. So. If, Forgive, let's move on. It'll be great. And stick around because we are about to hop into our first official segment of the day. Minute to win it. Me versus Serena. Who's going to win? You're going to have to stick around, put it in the comments, and we'll be back in 30 seconds. What is up, everybody? Happy Monday. It's Monday, right? Yeah. Happy Monday. I, feel I don't like know I why I forgot duck that. to get in the shot. Like, hey guys, we're here. We may want to zoom out a little. <laughs> but uh, happy Monday, guys. We have a great broadcast for you. On today's broadcast, we're starting off with Minute to Win It. And then after Minute to Win It, we have uh, a segment of Confessions where Barrett's going to be sharing some confessions. Uh, after Confessions, we have a brand new segment called Word Sneak. And I'm actually really excited about that one because I've never heard of that one until today. Uh, you guys are going to love it. And then after Word Sneak, we're going to talk about what the convention has taught me. It's going to be me and Pastor talking to you guys today. It's going to be awesome. But we're going to start off with Minute to Win It. I'm excited. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Minute to Win It. This is a show where every second counts. I'm actually really excited about this one because my wife is here. Hello. <laughs> I'm also excited that you're here. Hey, thanks. But, it's different. You know. it's, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but, so we're going to have a really good session today because we have some LaCroix La here. Today's segment, let's just say, is brought to you by LaCroix. LaCroix <laughs> transported alongside some berries. 
It's just berries and cream. Berries and cream. See, <laughs> it's just next to each all, other. Literally, like I feel like this is just sparkling water that they transport next to fruits and yes. whatever because these things. I've actually, uh, you know what? I've never had a Lacroix. What? I've always heard people make fun of it and like how it has such little flavor. Like I've seen all the memes. But I've never actually had one before. I only recently learned how to pronounce it correctly. How were you saying it? I would just say the la something drink, the Lacroix or something. Lacroix. What I like is that I told Buddy right before the segment started that this one was the worst, and somehow this is on my side. Mm -hmm. This is Buddy's way of stacking the deck in front of you. I so, don't, I don't. I forgot about that. <laughs> I just want to say that I didn't do that intentionally. I don't love Lacroix anyways, and I so I don't have much confidence in myself because I don't seem to do the best. And challenges that include food that are yucky. Well, this is going to be fun then. <laughs> so here's how this minute to win it's going to go. What they're going to do is they're going to have 60 seconds to start drinking the LaCroix, and then they have to get it to a certain level to where they can effectively balance it on the edge. You can't have too little in the can or have too much in the can or else you won't be able to do it. So okay. if you get too little in the can... You're going to have to improvise. Done. Can I dent the can to make it stay that way? Uh -huh. Thank you for saying that. There's one rule to this game. You cannot dent the end of the can. Okay. All right, so who wants to go first? Rock, paper, scissors. For who goes first? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh, you're a rock, what paper, is that? scissors. What is this? I got nervous. <laughs> I got nervous. It's the ultimate winning <laughs> move, ultimate you guys. Method. That's, you're no, like, okay, that's like the person that rock, pulls out the gun. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. All right. You go first. Oh, okay. All right. Ready? All right. You have 60 seconds. Okay. You, again, you, you understand the rules I, of the game. I understand. All right. All right. I'm going to get my timer else. ready. Put in the comments, who do you think is going to win? Do you think Serena's going to win? Or do you think Barrett's going to win? I'm going to put my, uh, my hope in my wife. Thank no you. offense. It's okay. But, you know, I just need to. I understand. That's, that's what any good husband will Thank do. Thank you, buddy. Even though it's a pity vote. I never said it was a pity vote. <laughs> I guess I, I guess I don't I know that you technically that. voted either. You said I'm going to put my hope. Mm. I didn't mm -hmm. hear a confident vote. My joyful, confident expectation oh, oh. is in my way. <laughs> On your mark, get set. I can't get my Go, Serena. You got. Oh. oh. Well. This is nasty. <laughs> nasty, you guys. <laughs> I believe right. in you. Yeah. Um, uh. So. Recognize, Yay. you have 45 seconds left, and you have two of these to go through. Two? <laughs> okay, we'll just say one. For Your it. eyes are already watering. Oh, this is gross. Nasty. Yeah, you're going to need to drink a lot more than that. <laughs> mm -mm. Okay, Rachel says Team Serena. Holly says Barrett. Well, Put it in the comments right now. Who do you think is going to win? Go, Serena. Go. Yeah, that's gross. Gross, gross, gross. Just, just do it. I believe in I you. Can't. <laughs> I have faith in you. Don't, don't never say you. Do you see the tears? Yeah, it's it's just it's not even going into your stomach. It's just coming right out of your eyes. Thirteen seconds, honey. <laughs> I don't Thirteen think seconds. Your eyes watered on any of the food ones except this right now. Well, you are chugging sparkling water, this which is, is never fun. So nasty. Three, <laughs> two, one. No. No. Wow. That was bad. I don't know how that could work. My stomach feels. Well, you gotta drink more. <laughs> My stomach feels very bubbly. Like that. Get out. <laughs> That's how it works. You're fired. <laughs> okay, so she did drink enough, but are you, are you disappointed? 
-hmm. and yourself. I, I'm proud of you. Thank I'm you. pleased with you. <coughs> I'm pleased with you. <laughs> All right. All right, Barrett, do you think you can beat Serena? I do. Pastor Nicole says, are they at least cold? They're no. much better cold. They are not cold. They are, they are warm. You have to use the mango one. No, why? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Why? Uh, well, you have to use this one because Serena opened it. I opened that. Right? I know, but she, she didn't open it until I said oh, go. Okay. So, okay. I don't know, just to give you more of a chance. I sure. appreciate Your face it. is Would so great. Would you like great. me? I can use the mango one. No, 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 no. Go for it. Go for it. I have faith okay. in you. All right. Do you think Barrett can do this? Uh, Paul Boy Jennings said, poke a hole in the can. Absolutely. That's probably Mark. from his uh, pre Christ days. All right. So on your mark, get set, go. All right, how's it going? Wow, she's chugging it. How? Okay, wow, you made that look easy. How? I don't Maybe you just had a really bad flavor. Okay, so apparently passion fruit and mango are not very good ones to choose. Um, <laughs> passion fruit's a good one. Uh, Pastor Nicole said... Passion of Gold said, now who is going to have the biggest post-game carbonation? I feel like it's going to be me. It's all right here. <laughs> it is all right here. All right, so. Oh, oh hold on. Oh! Hey, okay. Hey! You got that in 40 seconds. That's actually really terrifying because it's still wrong. <laughs> well, well done. done. 40 Thank seconds. You, you did wow. it. Thank you did you. it. All right, Barrett. Well I, done. I really need to burp, I'm, I'm on mic, so I'm not doing it. It's a really fun experiment right now of... I feel like Rachel. Like, Rachel can burp the al alphabet, and I'm mm. choosing to not do that. <laughs> Becca Beard says, here come the burps. Amen. Here, here comes the burps. Do, 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 do. <laughs> here comes the burps. Do, do, do. Gesundheit. But that's when you sneeze. That's when you sneeze. It didn't work. What, what do you say when someone burps? I know you say, bless you when you I sneeze. say, stop oh, it. Oh, excuse you. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> I can feel it. All right, can I try? Yes. Just... Absolutely. We'll, we'll do it this way. All right. Absolutely. I'm going with the mango, too. I'm so sorry. The mango. I'm doing the mango nasty. because I'm a man. Ready? No. <laughs> Set. I already opened it. Go. I'll it's wait. okay. I'll wait one second. Go. Okay. The mango, the mango one's gross. Isn't it nasty? The mango's like especially yeah. nasty. See? You can't chug that. I believe in you. Just stop <laughs> pacing. Just get it okay, down I your understand gullet. your pain. Sarah. Thank you. Just thank get you, it thank down you. the gullet. You've got this. No, no, no. I'm... Oh. You can keep going. I'm a man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't yes. think they're bad. I have, mm -hmm. I've acquired a taste for them. I needed to develop it. It was not within me at first. Stop rolling, stop rolling, stop rolling, stop rolling. I think... <laughs> His eyes started watering yep, too, just yep. like yours. Okay, do you think Buddy can beat me? He's he's on a roll Fort. right now. Oh, oh, 12 seconds left, too. Oh, I didn't oh, beat you. You were so close. One. That was impressive. Don't you feel gross, though? I told you the mango I, one's nasty. I feel bad for making them do that now. <laughs> I feel so bad. I'm I so sorry, guys. It. I'm good. I'm not. <laughs> like. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. Oh. You should try the berry one now. The one that I didn't drink out of. You could try this to one, too. To see if it's any better. Try them all. See, the berry's not bad. No, it's bad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us for Minute to Win It. I'm gonna. I'm holding in all this carbonation in my stomach. <laughs> Ooh, Lord I is won! good. Yeah. Well I done, Barrett. I don't typically win games. I'm very excited. <laughs> all right. Well, guys, thank you for joining for this session of Minute to Win It. Congratulations, Barrett, on your Thank victory. You. Thank you.
Thank you. We will see you next time on Minute to Win It. Now we're moving on over to a time of confession with Barrett. So we're really excited. We'll see you guys in like three seconds for confessions. <laughs> Hello, you guys. So if I like burp at some point in the middle of this, you know why? Um, because hopefully you just watched the last segment, but in Jesus' name, I won't. <laughs> We're super excited to have you with us today. And ordinarily on Mondays, we've been having good news, but we just felt impressed to take some extra time and to pray. You know, one of the things that Pastor Brian has been talking about here at Boomerang Church is the importance of prayer. We did two whole broadcasts on it last week and how prayer is how things happen here on the earth. You know, nothing happens here on the earth except by prayer. And we are told, you know, all the way back in Genesis that we, man and woman, are created in the image and the likeness of God. And how did God create? He spoke. By his words, the earth was created. Well, you, whoever you are, wherever you're watching from, you're made in that same image. You have that same power inside of you. What we say has word, has life-giving power. You know, the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so when we speak today, when we pray today, we're going to see exactly what Isaiah tells us. The word accomplishes what it was sent to do. But so many times what happens is we will say idle words. You know, we'll say things without thinking or we'll say things that we don't mean. And we don't necessarily put faith in what we're saying but not you and not me. We, you and I, everybody watching, everybody in this room, we're the people that will see our prayers answered because we believe. And what we believe, we will see come to pass. Our words have life-producing power inside of them. So what do you want to see happen? You know, we are, Pastor has talked a lot about um, Pastor Tracy, one of his spiritual fathers on the broadcast, and he is starting a 90-day fast coming up starting today where they're praying, taking time to just pray every single day over the nation, over our country, over this election. We've got an election coming up. We are going to have, like we're in the middle of a shaking happening in this country. What do you want to see? Do you want to see jobs back? Do you want to see life and life and abundance happen? Then it's time that you and I, the children of God, put our mouths to work. And let's see the things of God come to pass. We're going to say our daily confession, confession number one, but then we're just going to pray. We're going to confess what the word says we can have. Because if it says it in the word, it's available to us. So today, confession number one, and let's just say this one together. Join your voice with mine. Confession number one, we walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. We walk in the full manifestation of our inheritance in Christ. You, that's what you do. That's what I do. And we walk in it. We don't walk a walk in it. So right now, <laughs> 
let's just take the next few minutes and let's just pray. Let's confess some things and let's see the Lord move. Father, we praise you. We thank you, God. We thank you, Lord, that your ear is is tuned to us. It's tuned to this time. We thank you, Father, that you hear us when we pray. As we seek you, we will find you. And I just declare in the name of Jesus, every person on this broadcast that's praying right now, we seek you and we're finding you today. We are finding you in a brand new way today in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you. We thank you that what your word says we can have. We thank you, God, that every promise of yours is yes and amen. We thank you, Father, that we can rest in the promises that you've made. We thank you, God. We thank you, Father, that you have declared the end from the beginning. We thank you that you hold the earth in your hands. We thank you, God, that your will is being done here on the earth as it is in heaven. Holy is your name. Blessed are you, God. Your kingdom come in the name of Jesus. Your kingdom come to this earth now. Come to this earth now. Come to the towns that are represented by the viewers watching. Come to Albemarle. Your kingdom come in Stanley County. Your kingdom come in North Carolina. Your kingdom come here on the earth. Your kingdom come and in the name of Jesus, your will be done. Lord, your will is life and life in abundance. Anything that is stealing, killing, or destroying, it doesn't come from you, which means we don't have to tolerate it. In Jesus' name, we rebuke every bit of the curse in our life. We rebuke sickness. We rebuke disease. We rebuke lies. We rebuke any lying tongue that would speak against what your truth says. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for life. And I just declare in the name of Jesus for every person watching, life and life in abundance comes to their homes now. It comes to your home now in Jesus' name. You walk in the full manifestation of your inheritance. Father, I ask right now that their eyes be enlightened. And just pray along with me. You know, right now as we're praying in these last three minutes of prayer, if you pray in the Holy Spirit, then just pray in the Holy Spirit. Stir that gift up inside of you. And if you don't yet pray in the Holy Spirit, then in English, agree with what's being prayed because it's the word and it's in unity in that agreement. That's where the commanded blessing flows. So let's in unity for these last three minutes, pray with me and you will see the power of God flow in Jesus name. I thank you, God. I thank you that your people, myself included, that our eyes would be enlightened to what is the hope of our calling. I thank you, God, that we see and we perceive what we're seeing. I thank you that we hear from you and we understand what we're hearing. I thank you that our hearts are softened the things of the word and the things of you, God. I thank you, Lord. In, in Deuteronomy chapter 28, that is where I am found. We are found. Every viewer that belongs to Christ, we're found in this chapter in the blessings. Lord, for every person watching, may the blessings come upon them and overtake them as we obey the word of the Lord. God, let your people learn how to obey you and walk in full confidence, Lord, and let the blessings overtake them wherever we go, whatever we do, let the blessings chase after us. Let them come after us, God. Let them overtake us in Jesus name. Blessed 
Say, I am blessed in the city. I am blessed in the field. I am blessed in my country. My children are blessed. My future children are blessed. My grandchildren are blessed. Everything my hand touches, it's blessed. Everything I have, it's blessed. Everything I have, it increases. I am blessed at my job. I'm blessed wherever I go. I continue to increase in wisdom and stature and favor with God and man. Just like Jesus increased, I increase, you increase in the name of Jesus. Let favor come upon your people today. Let them see, let them see what is you easily, clearly. Lord, let any scales that have been over our eyes, let them fall now in the name of Jesus. And God, let us lift our eyes up higher. You're not found among the common. You're not common. You're holy. Your ways are holy. Your things are holy. Where you are, it's in a holy place. And today your people come up higher. Your people come up higher today. Lord, you're raising your people out of the muck. You're raising your people out of mediocrity. You are raising your people higher, God. And as we lift our heads and we think, Lord, in the name of Jesus, I command there to be a guard over people's mouths and people's thoughts. I command thoughts to be taken captive. I command thoughts that are not worthy of praise to just stand out like highlighted thoughts to then be captured and placed under the submission of Christ. In Jesus' name, as we think thoughts worthy of praise, may we find you. May we see you clearer than we ever have before. Let any bit of cloudiness, let it just dissipate. Let it go. Let it just move out of our minds. I command all minds to be clear. I command all minds to be sound. And I command the peace of God to rule and reign in the lives of those watching this broadcast, those who esteem this broadcast, and those who are just tuning in for the very first time today. Blessed, blessed, blessed. Wherever you go, whatever you do, blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you just so much. You know, it's important praying the things of God, believing for God to move. It's who we're created to be. And that 10 minutes, that was you. That's who you are created to be. A power-packed, life-walking believer. And we just thank you so much for being here. And right now, buckle up, because we are starting our brand new segment, Word Sneak. Stick around to find out what it is. Who's going to win, Buddy or Abby? Find out right now. Hey guys, welcome to Word Sneak. We need to give full credit to Jimmy Fallon because Jimmy Fallon is the inspiration of this game. But today, here's how it works. It's brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new. Brand new information. Brand, <laughs> brand, new. brand new to this broadcast. So here's how yeah. it's going to work. Abby and Buddy have in their hands a stack of words, completely random. They have never seen the words 
well, they've seen the words, they'll know how to read them, but they don't know what's on the cards before right now as they go. And they're random. And what they're going to have to do is they're going to have to carry on a conversation. They don't know what words the other person has in their hands, but they've got to keep a general good flow of a conversation going. But you are going to know what their words are because it's going to be on the screen. They won't be looking at the screens. They won't know them. They won't see them, but you will. They're going to have to flow in normal, everyday conversation. Who do you think right now is going to do the best at this? Will it be Miriam Abigail Wright, the speaker extraordinaire, mind of uh, just a, I was going to say a wizard, but that's not appropriate, mind of a genius <laughs> that's rapid fire, or Buddy the improv Olympic champion of faith? Amen. Ser I <laughs> Serena said Buddy has my hope. Buddy has my hope. <laughs> Appreciate that. Appreciate that. So, Her joyful, confident. Yeah, yeah. joyful, confident expectations. So I, I was a part of an improv team for like six months in college, and uh, I don't think I was that good. <laughs> but it, there were so few people on it that, you know, they couldn't, I mean, heck, you, it's a Bible college, you can't kick people off. <laughs> so we'll see. So standards goes. are really high. <laughs> standards are really high. I'm excited. It's okay. going to be so good. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and start. Put in the comments right now who you think is going to be able to do this the best. They have to go back and forth in a conversation. Yeah. So you're going to start. Okay, so the, I guess the question is, how do we know who wins? Um, or will we just know? I don't think, I, mean, there, I feel like no, you'll just know. Yeah. yeah, and I guess no one really wins. We yes. Just, we just have to have a conversation. Yes. Yep. All right. I'll ding, ding, ding when each one has said the word. But you'll also see it on there as well. Okay. Harry Mark, get set, go. So how was your weekend? It was marvelous. How was yours? It was great. It was great. What did you great. do this weekend? Um, you know, we came to church, and it was fun. Mm -hmm. We were here basically all day yesterday. Mm -hmm. And Boomerang Church is actually where we're at. Yeah. And we actually started the church at my house, and mm -hmm. everyone thought we were Australian. Really? They did. And we're like, no, we're not from Australia. Well, why did people think you were Australian? Because of the boomerang. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boomerangs from are, are from Australia. Kangaroos are from Australia. Have you ever thrown an actual boomerang? Because I, I've I've only done it once, and it's actually very difficult. Like I've like I've the I've thrown wooden boomerangs. I've thrown aluminum ding, boomerangs. Ding, ding. I've thrown all <laughs> kinds of boomerangs. It's yeah. Been, it's been like they're they're very difficult. Yeah. I actually threw one. Uh, like, and it came back and it hit me right in the belly button. It hurt. <laughs> ding, it hurt ding, real ding. bad. Like, you have to have really good coordination to, oh, yeah? to, to throw a boomerang. Yeah. yeah. Well, I got one that was actually from Australia. Mm. And it was pretty great. And I tried throwing it. And I couldn't do it. And... <laughs> <laughs> I just looked at my next word. Continue. Um, so we had to go to the zoo mm -hmm. to make me feel better. And... It didn't work because we ran into an aardvark. Oh. Yeah. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> and then it escaped its cage. Really? And it bit me. It bit you? Yeah. I, one, one of the things I like about aardvarks, I, I might be thinking of the wrong animal, but don't they have the floppy nose? Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> Isn't that what an aardvark is? Don't they have like the really weird nose? Yeah. I think so. Yeah, praise God. Um, they eat termites, and termites actually mm. are native to South America. Oh. Wow, and, look at you and your geography. Yeah, I know. <laughs> They're native like, to South America. Mm. Pause real quick. Buddy's apparently changing the game, and it's just who can get through your <laughs> words fastest at this point. So if you want to change your strategy, you can go for it. <laughs> um, but 
the South Americans don't like them because mm -hmm. they eat their gardens and their daisies and ding, ding, ding. they're just, they're so rude. <laughs> Aardvarks are rude? Yeah. Uh, no, right. termites. Oh, termites, termites. are rude. Did well, I talk like, about termites? So what's the difference yeah. between an aardvark and an anteater? Aren't they like very they're similar? The they're the same thing? Yeah. Are they the same thing? Oh, I'm not oh. going <laughs> to the conversation. Um, so um, I remember though, uh, you know, over the weekend, uh, our toilet got clogged. Oh. And, um, and, and it was clogged with a big old blubber fish. But it was a super weird experience because I don't know where the heck it came from. But I don't know where that I don't What know do you where. think about that? You know, <laughs> that makes me lovesick for some blubber fish. <laughs> what does that even mean? I have no idea. Yeah. You know, Love you know this conversation? It's making mm. me very bamboozled. Ding, ding, ding. Bamboozled? Because I, I don't know what that just meant. Well, actually, though, yesterday morning, um, no, yesterday evening after the Holy Spirit service. Yeah. No, it was yesterday morning. <laughs> Uh, Johnny was walking around handing people ginger snaps. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, yeah. They were actually really good. And that's a true thing. That is true. I'm not making that up. That actually happened. Buddy just that got was... through all of his words. Oh, I did? Man. I'll have to go through them again. <laughs> but they were really good, actually. That was my first time ever having ginger snaps. Yeah? My first time. Yeah. Well, you know what I think goes best with ginger snaps? What? Rutabaga. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> There's nothing like having a good ginger snap with, with some rutabaga on top of that. Yeah. Uh. It's the best. It, you know, it, it grew up, rutabaga grew naturally in my grandparents' backyard. Really? And their old dog, Canoe, would ding, ding, eat ding. them. They, they named actually, their dog Canoe? <laughs> they actually did. That's a real oh, story. That's yeah. <laughs> a real thing. Okay, I feel bad for judging that. <laughs> That's a, such a good name for a dog. I know. I never... And Abby just got through all of hers. That was word stink. And because we have a couple extra minutes, Did you I'm say word stink? I thought I said word, word stink. stink, but uh, I could have. I literally heard word stink. Word These stink. Word stink. Um, since we have a couple extra minutes, we're going to do a bonus game. I'm going to have our stagehands bring me some marshmallows, and we're going to throw in a very quick minute to win a game. Praise God. Dun, 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 dun. Abby versus Buddy. Because what you may or may not know is that Abby is a right, and mm -hmm. this means that she has competitiveness in her blood. Mm -hmm. So right now, vote again for Chubby Bunny winners, Buddy or Abby. And here's how the game works. In their hands, they have regular-sized marshmallows. They each have their own bag. And they are going to have to see in one minute how many marshmallows they can shove in their mouth. I believe in you. Thanks. Um, I believe in you. I believe in you. Buddy has many years of youth pastoring experience. Yeah, but I never played the games. I just made the youth do them. And so. Abby was under my tutelage in youth tutelage. for tutelage. so long. Wait, is that a real word? Yeah. Oh. And... Okay. Steady ship. You should have put that on. <laughs> that should have been one of the words. <laughs> so I believe in both of you. Three, two, one, go. Okay, Abby has one in. Now she has two. Buddy has oh. one, two. He has two. Uh, Abby, I don't know how many you have. You're going to have to count because there's a whole lot happening. Um, I'm really impressed with how many you have. Jade says, Abby, you can do this. Um, mm -hmm. Holly says, go, Abby. Mm. I, how many do you have? Buddy's cheeks are pretty exciting right now. He has six in his mouth. How many do you have? Abby has five. They have, they have about 20 seconds left. I, I think you can do this. 
Uh, can you open your mouth any wider? Does it go any wider? <laughs> okay. Go, go, Buddy go. is literally pulling his cheek out to the side to see if more can fit in. I. This is like orthodontia level of, of stuff happening. Okay, three, two, one. So Buddy has eight. How many do you have? You also have eight? Okay, keep going. Whoever can fit the ninth in first. Nope, in the mouth. <laughs> Abby just got nine. Nine marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jade says buddies are not in. Ew! What a horrible game. <laughs> I am so sorry. You just had to look at that. There was a lot of spit that came out there. Mm. Well, guys, that Tastes was good. exciting. That Ew. was the tastiest game we've done. <laughs> the sounds that are coming out of both of them. Did you know that you could fit that many marshmallows in your mouth? I've never done that before. Uh, no, I thought <laughs> I was gonna try to at first, um, like cr crumple them up as mm -hmm. tight as I can, but then they just ex re-expanded. Like, that was useless. That's awesome. So. You had to get multiple tissues to hide the glob. Mm -hmm. How do you feel? Do you like marshmallows? Not anymore. <laughs> they. The thing is, they want to go down your throat. I know. And so I, I had to stop myself from I mean, choking. Yeah, that was dangerous. That's a it's, dangerous game. It is a dangerous if game. If you are under the age of 13, do not play this at home without adult supervision. If you are over the age of 13 and you would like to play this live, please send in an application to be on the What's Right broadcast. <laughs> yeah. By application, you mean waiver? Yeah, yeah, we'll make waivers. If you're interested in participating, just send us a message and we'll we'll let you know. But right now it is time for What's the Word with Bot Pastor and Buddy. They're going to be talking about the trip that they just came from. It's going to be amazing and powerful. We'll be back in just a couple seconds. Stick around, and if you haven't done it yet, share the broadcast because it's going to be a great one. We'll see you soon. What's up, guys? Welcome. Hello. So, what's the word? Hello. Good to see you. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. I missed you guys. It was so good to be back. Been, I'm so excited. It's been so long. I know. We so. were gone all week last week. So, tell them. Uh, so, we just welcome you to the broadcast. If you're just joining us, or uh, share the broadcast. Also, do this. Look, hey, subscribe to the What's Right page on Facebook. Subscribe to the channel mm -hmm. on YouTube. We need to get those subscriptions up on YouTube, so help us out by sharing uh, the channel even. Yeah. Share it with people that you know and say, hey, you gotta, you got to follow these guys and uh, let's get the word out there. Yeah. And uh, But we just welcome you. It's been a great, great week. We had a great week. Uh, I'm happy to be back. It's so good to see you guys yeah. and uh, see you on here. 
I don't think, have we had the 100th comment yet? Well, listen, so. as you comment, put it in the comments now, who, who you are, where you're watching from, yeah. and uh, because whoever gets the 100th comment actually wins a gift card, and I want to give it. So y'all work together to get those comments in. Whoever gets the 100th comment always wins a I gift card. I guarantee you, we're really close. Yeah, we've we're got close. to be right at it. So, so. somebody very quickly is going to win that. And mm -hmm. uh, so we're talking about what's the word and today we're um today we're going to be talking about what we learned and what we saw at the convention we were yeah. at the southwest believers convention in fort worth texas yeah. for a week uh that's a convention that's put on by brother copeland and then you have uh bill winston jerry savelle creflo dollar uh keith moore jesse duplantis, jesse duplantis and bill johnson was there this week too yeah. and in the meantime there's a lot of uh just you know, fellowship that happens yeah. with them. And it was your first time going, and mm -hmm. it was a little different because it's been, you know, 2020. Yeah. And uh, there was people wearing masks and different things like that. So it was a little different this mm. year. Uh, definitely, it was about a third of the people because there were yeah. restrictions on how many people could be there. Mm. Uh, but it definitely was an awesome week. And yeah. how did you enjoy it? I loved it, honestly. Like, I've heard... Um, Many of those guys speak before, yeah. Um, but funny enough, my favorite speakers were the the two, the on, the only two that I've never that I've never heard <laughs> speak before. Uh, it was uh, 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 Bill Johnson and um, Keith Moore. Keith Moore, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And j like Keith Moore was just preaching the same message the whole week, just talking about yeah. only God, and that that really like just really it's powerful it was powerful and yeah. then bill johnson was kind of talking in a similar way just how jesus was led yeah. everything that he did was led by the spirit was led by yeah. the father and you know how even jesus had that only god mentality yes you know yeah and, and so but i love i love those guys that uh, i mean like there was so much information you know like five <laughs> people think that it's yeah. vacation when you go to those things it's not in it's the slightest because <laughs> you got five services a day yeah you know you got t like two back-to-back -back five the preachers a day yeah, yeah yeah two back to back hour and a half yeah like, each and then in the morning two back-to-back -back hour and a half services each in the afternoon and then one in the evening yeah which is like two or three hours Every day, and yeah. so like by Thursday afternoon, I would, like I could tell my brain was like <laughs> it was at it was at its Mushy. max capacity. Yeah, it was like so much stuff, you know, <laughs> to process through. Yeah, um, but it was all good. I loved it. Like I'm glad I was able to. Go. I was. I think the first time we went, you know, now today we've really here at here at Boomerang we've established an environment of mm -hmm. growth and yeah. putting our flesh down and yeah. stretching ourselves. But we didn't necessarily have that established when I went the first time in 2009. Mm -hmm. And um, so I remember getting Wednesday afternoon, that's when mm -hmm. it happened to me. I was like, whoo, that's about all I can take, you know. And uh, now it's, it's easier for me now. But yeah. it, and that's part of, part of Brother Copeland's vision for that was this, uh, was that he had gone to a school to learn a new language. Mm -hmm. And it was an immersion school. And so what they would do is just take you and drop you into 100% of the language. You could not speak English anymore. Mm. You were immersed in it, and it kind of wow. forces it uh, mm. into you. And yeah. um, so he, the Lord gave them the idea, well, what if we immerse people in the Word? 
And so that's how the whole concept came about for the Believer's Convention. And literally, you are immersed in the Word. And the first day, Mm -hmm. you kind I've noticed, like, you know, physically and psychologically, it adds to your absorption Mm -hmm. of of the Word and of faith. And uh, you said Keith Moore. He's the one who taught uh, Nicole and I faith just by tapes and CDs. We listen to him over and over again. But um, so the first day at the convention, I find... And this is interesting because I think a lot of people, a lot of people don't have a priority uh, for this. Um, but I've found that the Lord has really, um, He's really given me a priority for it. Is that we need to have the Word put into us, and not just go to a onesie twosie meeting. We need extended periods because something happens when you go consecutive days. Uh, And like what you said, Keith Moore was expounding on that all throughout the week. Something happens like our revelation opens up Mm -hmm. when you have multiple messages Mm -hmm. about the same thing. Even if the same message was preached three or four days in a row, it it turns from head knowledge into heart knowledge. It helps us get into that process. Mm-hmm. And so with the convention, one of the things that I've found is that um, on day one, everybody's kind of getting settled from their travel. Yeah. Uh, they're forgetting the things back at home for, mm-hmm. a, you know, you know kind of putting those on the back yeah. burner. Mm-hmm. Uh, day two, they really start getting into it. But here's what also happens day two. You know, honestly, your bottom is tired, <laughs> you know, yeah. from sitting. Mm-hmm. And uh, you feel like you got to stretch your body physically is a little bit tired. Mm-hmm. And by day three, you're, you're, you, you, you've gone to all of these meetings. You mm-hmm. might not have gotten as much sleep. And really what happens is your flesh gets out of the way. Yeah. It seems like it would maybe get louder, but mm-hmm. it, it just gets to the place where you have to put your flesh down. So it mm-hmm. kind of makes you do that. Yeah. And that helps you receive the word more. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, uh, the you know power of God starts flowing and that word just keeps coming. It yeah. keeps pressing in. And by day three and day four, you're just sitting there and that that spiritual word that's being mm-hmm. preached yeah. is imparting straight into your spirit and mm-hmm. you're just getting it and yeah. it just starts to work in that way and um, yeah. it, it helps us to receive it in that way. I've mm-hmm. watched that process now for many years. Yeah. Well, it, it reminds me of like whenever you were talking about when the Lord started telling you to like keep preaching, you know, yes. like you're at the end yeah. of the message. Like, like we all recognize that point in the service where all of a sudden like like it's like all right it's it's noon everyone's yeah. like people are like closing their bibles and you might not even be finished you know like yeah. pe- like people's flesh are like all right now it's time to get out you know yeah. just that routine of the flesh yeah. and um and like but you said it's not our job to cater to people's flesh it's our job to to strengthen their spirit and how yes. are you going to do that by putting down the flesh and that's yes. basically what happened this week like it was actually funny because um saturday night i get we get back, you know, uh, I get home with my wife and then we, and then, um, you know, uh, we, we started playing one of the messages that I missed when I went to the evangelism training. I'm, oh, sitting, yeah. I'm sitting there and I'm listening to this message and I'm like, I spent all week listening, to, nonstop listening to the message, but yet for some reason, something in me wants to keep yes. like, <laughs> once more, you know? Yeah. And like Serena fell asleep and I'm just there like soaking in, you know, and I'm, yeah. just, I'm just like, what's happening? Right. Like, yeah. like my, like, you get get to that point where like your spirit kind of gets that second wind, you know, where yeah. it, it just craves more. Of yeah. That. 
Like yeah. we're like sponges, you know, what we saturate ourselves in, we soak it up. And that's kind of what happened, you know, yeah. when, when we saturated ourselves in the word, we just soak, like our spirit began to soak it up. And now, now I, like at, we're at a point where like, if we get pressed, that's going to be what comes out. Yes. Yeah. You know? Well, there's the scripture, it's Proverbs 16, 3 says, uh, please somebody put that in the comments. We still haven't hit the hundredth comment yet. Mm -hmm. Everybody's been slow to comment today, but uh, Proverbs 16, 3 says uh, that if you commit your works, your mm -hmm. thoughts will be established. Mm -hmm. And so I've had times in my life where I'm sitting there and I really don't feel like praying. I really don't feel like reading my Bible. Yeah. I don't feel like worshiping. You know, why? Because my flesh doesn't want to do it. Mm -hmm. My flesh does not want to do these things. Yeah. And yet, if I'll go ahead and do those things, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden I'll be in a position uh, for God to move, and I, my thoughts will start to get established. So, you know, whereas you're listening to these messages and you start to do the right thing, all of a sudden what will happen is you'll start to, you'll start to want to do that more. Yeah. And so if we would practice that, mm -hmm. uh, we would see that happen on a regular basis. But a lot of times we just want to keep telling our flesh, you know, yes, instead yeah. of telling it no. Yeah. And so we end up you know, having those bad habits. I love that story. I think that's yeah. awesome. So. Well, like I was just thinking, that's why it's so important for us to actually be at these places. Yes. You know? Yes. Um, I agree. Like there's, there's a well, obviously there's the corporate anointing, but when you're not there and you're just watching it online, like yeah. you can just get distracted. You know, you can basically be doing all yes. these other things and you're like half of your mentality is focused on the, the word, but half your mind is focused on doing the dishes so you're doing all these yes. different things and you're not able to just sit down and soak it in as much as when you're actually there in the service you yes know, uh yeah. just soaking it in and so that's there, there there's a whole aspect of that corporate anointing where you're able to soak in so much more also you know um which is why you know like over over just this la these last few months you know it's important for us to assemble and to be yes. here you know at the church so that we can really, you know, fully engage in what's going on so that we're not just distracted by, you know, our dog or all these other things yes. that are going on around us. It is important as we step through and we apply the right actions in mm -hmm. our lives, uh, our thought process will start to clean up. But there yeah. is something about being there. Mm -hmm. Not too long ago, I was talking to some pastors and, I, you know, they were, they were kind of questioning me about, why have things progressed for you? How have you gotten to meet some of these people mm -hmm. and different things that I've yeah. been very honored to be a part of yeah. and meet in my life? And, you know, I said, one of the things is, and I never, I never thought that I would do this, but I remember the first year that we started the church, mm -hmm. I was telling you a little bit about it. In 2009, I didn't even know I mean, I knew of Brother Copeland, but I didn't know of his ministry. Mm -hmm. I don't even know that I'd ever heard one of his messages. Mm -hmm. I knew he was a man of faith. Mm -hmm. I knew that he probably moved in integrity. I'd also heard the negative reports and mm -hmm. things like that. And uh, honestly, I mean, to be real honest, I didn't even know if I liked him, mm -hmm. you know, as a person. I didn't even yeah. know if I really, truly liked him. 
But I heard the Lord tell me, I want you to go to Southwest. And uh, I really wanted to see Keith Moore because mm. we had listened to him for so long, but yeah. I never see him in person. That mm. was really the highlight. Well, then I got to hear all these other guys. We had seen Jesse. I'd heard, you know, heard a little bit from Jerry Savelle, a little bit from Creflo. Mm -hmm. I didn't know Bill Winston. I love Bill Winston. Yeah. And uh, Bill Johnson, this, this past year was first year Bill Johnson was there. But mm. so I go in 2009. And what I realized right away, I can still tell you the message that Brother Copeland was preaching. He was preaching on covetousness. And uh, I remember, <laughs> this is funny, I remember at the beginning of the week, he goes, I'm going to be talking this week about covetousness. And uh, I thought, oh, man, I was like, I'm not covetous. You know, I was like. I've, I've worked on that. You know, I don't, I don't need to hear these messages. And I was thinking, you know, I, I would like to tell you that I said, oh, I still need to hear these messages. But I didn't. What I actually was thinking was, oh, man, I don't want to waste my time hearing all these messages, you know. Well, by the end of the week, he preached on covetousness all week long. By the end of the week, I'm, it was like, oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I've, I've been so covetous, you know. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was good, but it was, it was good for me to receive it. But yeah. what I learned throughout that week was the, the guy that I didn't know about, and I didn't really know what I felt about him, mm -hmm. two things really stuck out. He made a statement. I'd actually had a particular scripture that the Lord would highlight to me. Every time I would read over the scripture, the Lord would just highlight it to me. Mm -hmm. And I would say, I know there's something more to that verse. I don't know what it is, but there's something more in that verse. And uh, so I would, and I could just feel it. I'd read the scripture and something on the inside of me would just jump, you know. And um, it was, in, it was in Peter, where it's talking about the living stones. Mm -hmm. And uh, that week, Brother Copeland uh, was talking about something else. But he hit, he just, he just started talking about an area, kind of area, kind of went on one of those side roads mm -hmm. that, you know, a lot of times people don't understand why you're doing that and preaching, why you would do. But yeah. a lot of times what happens is there's somebody that has something that you need to touch on, that the Holy Spirit wants you to unwrap something. Yeah. And it's kind of like a extra little package there in the mm -hmm. message. And so you think that that's a preacher just not being disciplined, but that's not what it is at all. If they're being led, yeah. that's actually the Holy Ghost going straight to an issue. Mm -hmm. And he's helping somebody directly or helping the whole group directly, mm -hmm. uh, you know, just giving them an extra little point there. And so he went on one of those little side roads and he started talking about something. And I could tell by what, because I kind of studied on that scripture, mm -hmm. I could tell this is a man that has spent a lot of time in the Word, and he's probably forgotten more than I've ever known. And he just, he has dissected the Word. Mm -hmm. And you could tell it, I could tell by what he was saying. And um, you could just hear that coming through. Mm -hmm. But then he made one comment, and that thing that I'd been meditating on for 10 years, it just popped open and I mm -hmm. saw it. And I went, praise God. So one, I saw a, I saw a man that was in love with God and in, and in love with the Word of yeah. God and very studied. He not not stupid on Scripture as some people would have you think. Yeah. Here's the other thing I saw in in running an organization uh, and establishing culture. Uh, one of the things that is 
can be difficult to do is to get that culture uh, from you into the next level of people, into the next level of people, because yeah. you want that culture to be at every level of the organization, mm -hmm. of every level of ministry. Yeah. And I was able to watch, because what they have at the convention is they have, you know, of course, it's all fallen under Brother Copeland, then you have other ministers, mm -hmm. and then you have their staff, and then you have volunteers that aren't even a part of the church, uh, his church. Uh, they're not a part of the ministry. Mm -hmm. They're not full-time. They're not even part-time. Mm -hmm. They're just there to help serve for that. Mm -hmm. And what I observed was a level of love in, in not the people that were even just staff, yeah. all the way down at the lowest level of volunteers. Mm -hmm. And I, and I realized you can't get love at that level mm -hmm. unless it is really saturated at the top. Yeah. And I recognized really quickly that this was a ministry of love. Mm -hmm. And uh, do they always do everything right? Um, I, you know, I, I would say assuredly not. You know, uh, what ministry has since Jesus, mm -hmm. what ministry has done everything right? I don't know of one. Um, but do they always seek to do it right and do mm -hmm. things in excellence? Yes, yeah. I've watched them time and time again be a ministry of excellence. Yeah. And so I was really, and then the Lord said, go the next year and then go the next year. And I'll tell you what's interesting, by being obedient, you have to understand, uh, you, have, you have to get this is, uh, I wasn't even sure that I liked the man. Mm -hmm. And so for me to go, I had to put down my flesh and humble myself and humble my little religious thoughts. You know, I had to humble myself. Yeah. And as I did that, um, I found out, uh, you know, the Lord really had a plan. Mm -hmm. And that was in 2009. And I can go through the list of the major people in my life uh, that I have fellowship with now today, and I almost every single one of them somehow is attached to me starting to go there in 2009. Wow. Every single one. So the only one I think that's not from that is uh, Pastor Gene Alexander, mm -hmm. uh, who was my pastor beforehand. Yeah. And uh, I knew uh, Pastor Bill McRae, uh, who was who was also been a pastor uh, mm -hmm. to my pastor beforehand? Everybody else that I'm connected to had some connection to that. Mm -hmm. So uh, Pastor Rodney had a connection that came through that. Mm -hmm. uh, pastor J. B. Whitfield, uh, Pastor Chris DiCiaccio, he had a connection. Pastor Tracy Harris, mm -hmm. meeting Bishop David Oyedepo, mm -hmm. meeting Pastor Adaboye. All of those had a connection through that ministry, and oh. even more. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just. It's amazing. Um, yeah. uh, meeting uh, Pastor Downing, where I went to the Philippines, mm -hmm. and uh, that had that connection. Going to Gabon came through the Philippines connection. Wow. So all of that stemmed through KCM and through that ministry. Wow. Yeah. Barrett says there's such a high level of excellence at KCM. There truly sure. is. Rebecca said thank you uh, for that information. Yeah, amen. And Caleb put up, Caleb Vinoy, man, I love you. I've mm -hmm. been thinking about you. And I saw him put up the scripture earlier. Uh, Barrett said, I remember being taken aback 
by their love when I went. It challenged me to serve in a different way mm -hmm. because my eyes were open to the more that was yeah. available. And that's exactly it. Mm -hmm. And uh, Jade said divine appointments. That's right. But see, I had to put down my flesh to do it. And of course, God empowered me to do that. It's all him. Uh, but a lot of times people are not willing to do that. They form an opinion and they get jaded against that. They get biased against it. And they won't, they won't go do what God actually wants them to do. Yeah. I mean, you, like, it's really important to, like, to approach, especially ministries, without bias. Because you know, like, then we put on these goggles and then we only see... Especially if God's calling you to be a part of it, yeah, you know, we only see it through like the lenses that we've framed for ourselves, and yeah, we have such a small picture of it, yeah, and we can easily misinterpret you know things because yeah. a lot of people, especially with Kenneth Copeland, I, yeah. I, I'd say primarily with with someone like him, you know, uh, they're just waiting for him to say something they disagree with and then sure. label him off, you know? yeah, and um, and that's been one of the things that's really been uh, that that I've been. Not not challenged with, but that God's really been putting in my spirit is just, you know, literally every single preacher will at some point say something you disagree with. You sure, know? E everyone like yeah. like you've already said stuff that I've disagreed with, but then I but th then in my spirit I'm like okay, I have to recognize that God sent me you know here to to, <laughs> yeah. to glean from you, yeah. so I can spend all this time trying to process it. Or I can just submit to it and then and then study. Obviously, you study yeah. it out. You know, ask questions. Ask questions because it's supposed to lead you to yes. study this more. Yes. You know, it's not supposed to lead you to just well, they're a heretic. I'm going to go some other direction. Yeah. You know, only pride will do that. Yeah. You know, because uh, what you're doing is you're saying I know more than than that person, or I know more than yeah. you know, and that's just pride. That's always pride. But humility will always bring you back to here. That's right. And and humility always works to bring uh unity not division yes and yeah. uh so like when people start labeling you know uh, cr other christians or ju judging essentially yeah you know, well they're a heretic they're going to hell like you know there was a person outside that had a had yeah. a, a sign that said um I, I forget what it said but on the back it said hell has a special place for you you know wow. like <laughs> like, you know, what a great way to encourage us into the truth. You know, like, <laughs> like hell has a special place for you. Like, okay, thank you, sir. Like, I wanted to go up to him and say, hey, why do you think I'm going to hell? Where does the Bible say that? Because I believe, yeah. you know, I have faith, you know, yeah. I'm going to hell. But it's, it's just like, you know, humility will always bring you back to the word. You know, if yes. you say something I disagree with, I'm going to strive for unity. I mean, like Paul even wrote, uh, you know, he said... Uh, as much as it depends on you, be at peace with all men. But well, that was Paul, right? And uh, but that wasn't the scripture that I was thinking of. Um, there was another scripture where he said, "Let there be no divisions among you." Yeah, you yeah. Know? And it's and he, and he literally says uh, in one translation, it says, "Strive for the unity." Yeah, yeah. So, Which is interesting. That means you really need to put effort in that. And of course, mm -hmm. we were talking last night. Uh, man, what a Holy Spirit meeting we had. <laughs> yeah, that was, was uh, awesome. What a great day we had yesterday. It was, that, awesome. it was a great day. People healed, uh, multiple people mm. healed yesterday. Yeah. And, but uh, we were talking about unity is the place where God commands the blessing. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, Caleb, I, he said he saw us while we were at the uh, conference, and he was excited when he saw the title. That's awesome, man. Mm -hmm. Hey, Caleb, let's get together soon. Give me a yeah. call. Let's get together. And... Um, 
Barrett said, I want to I want to go back to something in a second. Barrett said I had to repent after attending the Believers Convention because I'd held a wrong heart towards Brother Copeland. Mm-hmm. I'd taken other people's opinions about him more seriously than the fruit that he so clearly produces. I was wrong. Praise God, the Lord softened my heart. I I think I found this years ago. Um, we were looking for a church or something. I think Nicole and I were looking for a church when we were in another city. And uh, somebody, we asked somebody, well, what church do you think, you know, and and they said, well, there's this church, this church, and then there's this church, and they're a little strange, you know, and everything. I was like, that's where we're going. Uh, because generally the church that people talk about, they're the ones who are actually doing something. Yeah. <laughs> now, that's, not, uh, that's obviously not an absolute case. There are some churches that are out of line. But if you're doing the right things, and if a ministry is doing the right things, mm-hmm. people are going to talk about you. They talked about Jesus. Yeah. So I want, I want to find the church that mm-hmm. people were, you know, they don't have to just be weird for weird's sake. Mm-hmm. But if you are actually hot for God and not cold and not lukewarm, you're going to press up against things that mm-hmm. people don't understand. Yeah. You're going to press up against comfort levels and comfort zones. And so instead of people relenting in humility to mm-hmm. yielding to God, mm-hmm. they'll just say you're weird. And mm-hmm. so, and sure enough, we went to that church. And it was a great church. It mm-hmm. was a great church. It was mm-hmm. a Spirit-filled Baptist church at that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, but that was the one that people were saying was weird, trying to keep me away from. They were actually doing something, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, it's the same thing with Brother Copeland and. Uh, Rodney Howard Brown, you know, all mm-hmm. these guys, they actually know a lot more than people give them credit for. Yeah. But a lot of times you'll see somebody's flesh will come up against that. Mm-hmm. And as soon as that minister crosses the comfort level mm-hmm. or the comfort line of their flesh, mm-hmm. they'll disconnect and they'll start talking bad about it because yeah. they don't want to go that way. It reminds me of the situation we're in now. You got all these people who are in fear, who wants the world to live by their fear. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not the way this should ever work. You don't move by fear and you don't move by comfort levels. Mm -hmm. You move by the leading of God and you use the Bible as your standard. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, amen. Um, One of the things, you know, I, I think it's important for us, you know, just as Christians to understand the importance of putting down our flesh. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's one thing I like about you. It's one thing I like about the convention is you're going to reach a place where your flesh is tired and mm-hmm. you have to make a decision. Do I want to keep going or not? Mm-hmm. Um, one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen, and this blessed me when I was at convention years ago and I saw Keith Moore who was there at each service, listening, taking notes, and there ahead of time. Mm-hmm. The only time he wasn't there was the service right before he spoke. Mm-hmm. He was preparing and spending time with God. Mm-hmm. And we saw the same thing with Bill Johnson. Bill Johnson had already finished speaking, and he still went to every service after that. Yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. But here we are. You know, I can rem- I think it was Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jerry Savelle was speaking, mm-hmm. and uh, but we didn't even, I don't even know that we knew who was speaking, but mm-hmm. both of us were kind of like, and you, you made mention of it, you're like, I'm kind of tired. My flesh wants to not go tonight, you know, <laughs> and I get that. I totally yeah. understand that, and that's honest. At mm-hmm. least you're, 
you know, you're telling, you were telling me how you felt, and this is where I'm coming from. And I felt the same way. I just don't think I told you at the moment, but I think I told everybody I secret, yesterday. I was secretly hoping you would be like, yeah, let's yeah, just, let's just let's stay. Just <laughs> but at the same time, I'm like, I know he's not going to. No, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but, <you know. laughs> but I was, I was tired. But yeah. that's, a, that's one of those things where you learn to press through. Well, yeah. one of my, so side sidestep here. One of my favorite stories is in Acts 16 where Paul and Silas are in prison and they start praising God. Mm-hmm. And they praise God at midnight after they had been beaten mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's an earthquake and the chains fall off. Mm-hmm. And when the chains fall off, they don't just fall off of Paul and Silas, but everybody in the prison, mm-hmm. their bonds fell off. Yeah. That's a corporate anointing. Yeah. You, you have to understand that the chains didn't fall off of people in another prison. It, they were in the prison where Paul and Silas were, yeah. that were in a, uh, a close proximity of the anointing. Yeah. There, there, there is a closeness to the anointing, and there's a physical presence of the anointing as well. And so you can watch stuff online and definitely, I mean, the anointing can flow even into this broadcast. I think some people may even be feeling, if you're feeling the anointing flowing, you know, just, and you're receiving from that knowledge that we're talking about right now, put some hands up in the comments. But it's one of the, it's one of those things where, yes, the anointing can float, but there's something different when you're there. There is something different. There's a, it's stronger and uh, I just heard, uh, oh, I heard a minister last night. By the way, if you uh, get a chance to see the Check the News last night with Jonathan Shuttlesworth, and he had a pastor from California that is being threatened with jail time and the whole church, and they had church anyway. He had that man on last night. Mm. Tremendous, wow. tremendous. You need to watch that. If somebody can find that link and put it in here, I would greatly appreciate it. It was last night's Check the News. It started about midnight Eastern time. But uh, amen, Caleb says, I can feel that anointing. And uh, so, uh, Johnny, put in, you were what way? Because we've gone through conversation. He said, I was that way at Dr. Rodney's. Uh, Might have been tired is what he was talking about. But anyway, so... um, Many times you can feel an anointing coming through the camera, but it's different when you're there. And on that on that broadcast last night, that pastor said, I relate to watching church online as like putting a fireplace on the TV. You can see it and hear it, but you can't feel the heat. Mm. And I was like, whoo, whoo, that mm. is good. <laughs> that's exactly, that's a, about the best analogy that I know of. And there's an anointing when you're there. So you and I are there. Mm-hmm. We're at the convention. We're both tired in the flesh. Yeah. Literally thoughts of don't go. And then Jerry Savelle, yeah, Johnny said he was tired and, and wanted to rest at Dr. Ronnie's, but he went anyway. And there's the link. Uh, they just put it up for you to watch that. So um, all of a sudden here, uh, Jerry Savelle pulls out a message. He's only preached one time in over 50 years of ministry. And it was talking about God smiting 
the debt supernaturally, yeah. the enemy of debt and smiting that. Right. And I'm telling you, in that message, I could feel the anointing mm -hmm. for that debt to be supernaturally erased. Yeah. And I was sitting there going, praise God we came to this service. Yeah. I mean, I, I really, it wasn't really a question to me, mm -hmm. but it was you know, still a decision, mm -hmm. and we made it, and I was thinking, praise God, yeah. we were there at that service physically, because mm -hmm. it would not have been the same online. It just yeah. wouldn't have been the same. Sure. And and I was just so happy that we were there, uh, because that anointing was imparted to knock out your debt, mm -hmm. to knock out our debt. And of course, I'm believing not just for our personal debt, but I always am believing for debt in the church to be knocked out, debt in this ministry. If you're watching and attending, we're believing at what's right. We're believing for your debt to yeah. be supernaturally erased all the time. That's a part of being a partner with us is you got people that are praying and believing. And let me tell you this, I sowed seed for you at this convention for things like that. Yeah, Miss Natalie said that was an awesome message. We're constantly in the ministry. We are constantly sowing seed on behalf of the people uh, so that the harvest, you know, because if the harvest comes up in the ministry, it comes up in the people as well yeah. to everybody that's in that field. And so we're doing that uh, all the time. Yeah. So Miss Natalie said it was powerful in line, but I know that it would have been more powerful by being there. Yeah, but what's great is your pastor was there, so now he mm -hmm. can he can impart it to you. Say That's amen. why Sunday was so powerful. Huh? Sunday, what yesterday was a powerful Sunday. Really, probably one of the most powerful ones that I've attended. That's here. awesome. Yeah, it was it was powerful. <laughs> Glory to God. It was powerful. God's good. Mm -hmm. God's so good. It was good. powerful. <laughs> it was powerful. I'm sorry, it was what? It was powerful. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Baird's laughing at me in the background. <laughs> well, and I think one of the things that we miss is our diligence and perseverance mm -hmm. to press into the things of God. Yeah. We miss those things. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times people will not put down the flesh to go. And that's why the <laughs> Holly said, buddy, did you say powerful? And <laughs> Yes. That was a great comment. <laughs> <laughs> she might win the gift card just for that comment. Powerful. <laughs> um, a lot of times people don't have uh, diligence and honor and esteem enough to press into things that they really need to be pressing into. And so they never actually reap the fullness of what God has for them because they don't do that. And uh, I watch many ministers that will go to, many ministers never go to anything. And so it, it's great. They have relationship with the Lord, but impartation is real. Yeah. And I know that as I've gone, the Lord has increased my vision. And so as a whole in ministry and the people that are attached to our ministry will do bigger things than they ever would before mm -hmm. because I was diligent to go and receive impartation. Yeah. And uh, now, now, I'll tell you, though, that was never in my thinking when we started the ministry. That was never in my thinking. Uh, I, I never saw us actually going you know, and traveling each year. I thought maybe I'd go one place a year. Mm -hmm. And uh, the Lord just kept telling me to go places. And I was... Uh, you know, I was really checking, like, am I hearing this right or am I biased? Do I just want to go? Mm -hmm. And... and I want to go because I'd learned that it was powerful, but I wanted to um, 
I don't know that I wanted to go that much, you know, as much as we've gone. But yet now I look back at it and I say, man, the Lord had a plan the whole time. Praise God, I was humble and obedient to do that, that he yeah. helped me see those. Because I see how as he's unlocked things in us, it's unlocked things in people as well. And man, did we need that unlocked. We need people that will go and grab the things of God and not make excuse for it and humble themselves even if their flesh doesn't like it. We need to step beyond those comfortable places of our flesh. Yeah, Hebrews 6.12 says, Be imitators of those yes. who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. It's faith and patience yes. that draws us to inherit the promises, but we have to also find the people that have inherited the promises. Yes. You know, we need to be like, this is something you share all the time. You know, we need to be searching for people, searching for places. Like if you're yes. not a part of our church, you know, be searching for places where the pastor is walking in the promises. He's walking yes. in supernatural manifestation. Healing's happening. People are getting saved. Yes. You know, uh, the, the works of God, heaven's coming down, you know, yes. on earth as it is in heaven. Yes. You know, you're seeing the, the, the blessings and the benefits of you know, bless the Lord, O my soul, forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquity and heals all your diseases, yes. who redeems your life from the pit. People need to be finding redemption yes. in life and hope, you know. And so we, so, you know, that's what we were doing is we were putting ourselves in a position. Serena said this before, you know, put yourself in positions where you're the dumbest person in the room. You yes. Know? Like put yeah. yourself in positions where, where the people around you are at a level that it, it forces you to rise up. Yeah. You know? A lot of times we like to surround ourselves with people who are lower than us so that we can feel better about ourselves. But, but you know, we, we need to put ourselves in positions where, man, I'm hearing these stories that these guys are talking about. Yeah. Know? And they're at, they're like, 20 million levels higher than I am. So like, <laughs> so like, but it puts something in your spirit that you have a desire and a passion to go to the next level. It gives you vision. It gives you vision. Yeah. 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 yeah it enhances your vision. It, you know, um, in Genesis where it, he talks to Abraham and he says, stretch you, it goes, as far as you can see, mm. it's yours. Yeah. And then he says, walk the land mm. So you can see it. In other words, stretch your eyes out with faith to see. But then yeah. he, he gives them a command. Once he started doing that and he was obedient to that, he gives them the command so that he can actually see more. And he says, yeah. walk around the land. In other words, get around the areas so that you can see further, mm -hmm. see in detail. Yeah. And by getting around people like that, it causes you to think bigger. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing about KCM that I would say is it really challenges me to think bigger. And even even other ministries that are around mm -hmm. and them, uh, Bishop Oyedepo's and Pastor Adeboye's over in Nigeria, you talk about thinking big. Mm -hmm. um, I had, when I went to Pastor Adeboye's, I had a hard time mentally processing the size of their ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, praise God, it mm -hmm. stretches me. Yeah. You know, it stretches me. And, it, and if it stretches me, then it'll stretch others. And that means we will reach higher than we've ever reached before as a people and the people that are attached to the ministry. And it's good to hear their stories from like the beginning too. Because like, yes. again, it's faith and patience. They didn't yes. just, like the, a lot of the people that see them where they're at now think that they just arrived there. Yes. You know, they don't recognize all the sacrifices that took place 
for them to get to where they're at today, you know, yes. to where they're at yeah. a point where one of the things that they that they announced is that o over a million dollars they gave to disaster relief in 2019. Yeah. Like, and 10% of it, they, like, they, they sow that into the, into different yeah. ministries and into the board and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, they're at a place where they, where they can give so much, but that's not where they started. And yeah. so, like, and so, like, hearing their stories of when they were, like, like I think it was Keith Moore that was telling a story where he was, like, at a gas station and he had zero dollars. Was that him? Yeah. Um, um, or was that Jesse Jerry? Duplantis. Oh, that was Jesse. Um, I, it's, it's, it's one of them. It's happened to a lot of <laughs> ministers, to, actually. You know, where, like, they're at a gas station and they have no money whatsoever. Yeah. Wait, don't you have a story just like that, too? I have a, I have a have story similar. Like, yeah. So, yeah. like, like getting, being able to see, hey, they did you know, despise not the day of small beginnings. Like, so it gives you a hope. Like I'm only 27, you know, yeah. and I'm just beginning this, but there's still so much higher that I have that, that, that God yeah. can take me if I'm willing to, to be followers of those who through faith and patience have inherited yeah. the promises. So like it, it puts a patience in me and a humility in me to, to recognize, man, <laughs> I'm like, I thought I was here. I'm down here. You know, <laughs> like that's that's the thing about like putting yourself in those situations is around you, other people. You locate yourself better. Yeah, it yeah. helps you locate yourself. So, you, like First yeah. uh, Corinthians ten twelve says, uh, "Put don't that think in the too, comments." Yeah, First Corinthians ten twelve. Don't think too highly of yourself, lest you fall. And that's when he says, "There's no temptation that is common to man." Yeah, you know. Yeah. So don't think so highly of yourself. You know, it's it's better to humble ourselves. Because those who humble themselves will be exalted, but those yeah. who exalt themselves will be humbled. So I'd rather, I'd much rather, you know, yeah. humble myself and find myself exalted than exalt myself and find myself yes. knocked down. Well, if you don't, if you think that you're, you know, on the scale of one to ten, if you think mm -hmm. that you're a seven or eight, there's not much more room for you to grow in mm -hmm. a sense. Yeah. Uh, but if you're actually operating at a one, then you've got a lot of room to grow, and that should actually give you hope. And then you mm -hmm. realize all the great things that have happened are just the low side. Mm -hmm. What else That's more true. is there? Mm -hmm. And it's, so I love that thought. You know, used to I was really disappointed when I found myself at a lower position, but today I really get excited about it because mm -hmm. I realize it just gave me that much more upward, uh, yeah. you know, potential. And uh, so that I really love that thought. And mm -hmm. that's why change, that's why we embrace change. You mm -hmm. know, in the leadership training, we talk about three things. You can put this in the comments. Three different types of people, uh, those who um, hate change, those who tolerate change, and those who embrace change. So you have people that hate change tolerate change, or embrace change. We need to be the kind of people that embrace change or else we'll never grow to the levels that we need to. And um, you know, going back to another point, one of the, my favorite things about Hebrews 6, 12 mm -hmm. that you mentioned earlier, it says uh, that we imitate mm -hmm. or we follow mm -hmm. the people who by faith and patience inherit the promises of God. Mm -hmm. uh, glory to God. Hallelujah. We let's it. hold on. Let's see who who it'll be here. So, um, and then um, we're about at the hundredth comment. I would just say, I'm just saying. Isn't the we're one right, above at the hundredth? We're right it? at it, huh? Well, it'd be people that aren't here. Gotcha. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm just saying. Next somebody comment. needs to drop something in the comments. I'm just saying. 
We're at like 99 right now. Are you just saying? I'm just saying. Okay. It'll be powerful if you put in a comment if you're not here. (laughs) (laughs) So, Jade's like, I got it. (laughs) Jade is our hundredth comment today. Good job, Jade. Glory to God. And uh, (laughs) Caleb says, hundred comment. I'm not sure what to comment, but I'll comment. Amen. (laughs) (laughs) Jade beat you by like 10 seconds. So uh, anyway. So in Hebrews 6.12, um, in Hebrews 6.12, you see that we follow them. Mm-hmm. So we should be looking for people that operate in faith and patience. But here's a big key to that whole thing is it's not just faith and patience. It's people who have inherited the promise. In other words, they've had manifestation. Yeah. So how many people are talking about, talking about, but they don't have manifestation of mm-hmm. it? You know, it's great to talk about it. It's another thing to have manifestation of promises. People, they're actually seeing the fruit. And so by that command, we're actually not supposed to follow people that don't have manifestations. <laughs> yeah, I, I, have, I have nothing to say. But isn't that true? Yeah. Can you see that? Yeah. And see, that that's not even talked about very much. But we're not supposed to follow people mm-hmm. that don't have manifestation of fruit. If they're not seeing souls saved, mm-hmm. disciples made, mm-hmm. healing power, miracles, the power of yeah. God, supernatural power of God, yeah. supernatural revelation, and fruit of the Spirit, these are all fruit, well, then we're not supposed to follow them. Yeah, uh, I mean, a lot of people rebuke ministries that have those things going on, you know? And the only thing I can think of is, man, you'd hate Jesus' ministry. You know? <laughs> like, I mean, you had, you had, you know, I mean, and people, that's why a lot of people did. The very yeah. religious crowd hated his ministry. You You're know? exactly right. Um, I think it was Bill Johnson who was talking about, you know, how Jesus and the disciples went over to the land of the Gadarenes and, um, and while they were there, you know, the, the demon-possessed man fell down and worshipped them. He cast it out. And then all the people show up, and they were afraid yeah. and kicked him out. Yeah. You know? And one of the things that, that he said um, when, he was, when he was referring to that is he said, um, the people who haven't seen the manifest, like they're, the, the people who have spent so long not seeing, you know, the manifestations of God, when they see it, they think it's the devil and they reject it. Yes. You know, he yeah. said it in a significantly better way than I just did. But like, but that's what happens is yeah. if we've just been in a rut of just, it's, the Bible says, you know, the kingdom of God is not a matter of word, but of power. Yeah. You know? Yeah. If, if we've just been around a lot of word, a lot of word, a lot of word and no power, when, when the power actually comes, we'll reject it. Yeah, because we're not used to it, it crosses our line of comfort. and yeah, it, um, it goes beyond our understanding. Yeah, yeah and that, I said that yesterday, you know, when the joy of the Lord actually shows up and manifests, so many people are not used to it mm-hmm. that they think it's not God, they think it's demonic, mm-hmm. and they don't realize. Same thing with the power of the Holy Ghost. And, you know, I have a, this, I want to ask you one more question before we finish. I know that we're a little bit longer today, but... Since we're talking about the convention, I want you to think about this. And about before you do, I'm going to uh, give them a, a, just a little teaching on something. But one of the things, you, you had a negative response to the convention because you saw something that bothered you in the people, and you were asking me about that. Uh, do you know what I'm talking about? Just about Which know, one? 
<laughs> well, you, you might um, bring up a couple of them, but there's because we can learn. We can mm-hmm. learn. So just be thinking about that. Right. But um, Jade asked a really good question, and she says, "Why would you want to follow people? Why would you want to follow people that have no fruit?" And <clears throat> which I love the question, Jade. But I'll, I'll also say Jade is a part of our church here at Boomerang. So Jade, you've grown up in a church that believes that fruit is normal. And so for you, it's normal. But in most churches, that's not the case. And um, so the reason why is exactly that, is comfort and peer pressure. You know, there's always, from the day we started the church, there's been a uh, peer pressure to not operate in those things because of what society would accept. Mm -hmm. And so if you become one of those churches that's talked about like that, uh, then you're going to, you know, logically, mm-hmm. worldly logic, have less people. But if you become more seeker-sensitive, you'll have more people. That's just logic. Yeah. Um, but praise God, as we've gone through 2020 and gone into the lockdown, you know, I just I just told the guys yesterday, put out more chairs mm-hmm. because we're growing. You know, people are coming and staying, and the power of God is showing itself, and people need something real. They don't mm-hmm. need you know, a church that everybody, that nobody misses, mm-hmm. you know, because we're at home and we don't really miss not getting together. Mm-hmm. They they need a church that they miss because something happens there, yeah. you know. And um, so, but what happens is this, is if you think about it, if this, you know, I've had, I've done this, the Lord gave me, I don't think, I don't know that you've seen this, but um, I've, I've had, I'll hold it down there so you can see it. If this circle right here represented everything that I know, so this circle represents everything that I know. Um, I would ask the question, uh, does God exist in that circle? Mm-hmm. Well, yes, he, under, he knows all of that stuff. He's there. But is that the only place that God exists? No, he exists outside of that circle as well. And doesn't he say that he will discipline the ones that he loves? Yes. So does he love us? Yes. And so in disciplining us, he's going to draw us to himself. Mm-hmm. So he's going to ex- want to expand our circle to the fullness of what he is. In other words, is God doing things outside of what we now currently know? Well, yes, he's doing things outside of what we know. And so he's going to want to expand that circle. But here's the issue. When you, when we as a people start pushing the lines of what we know, that's our comfort zone. We're comfortable with what we know. We're uncomfortable with what we don't know. That's why it goes back to change. Do we hate change, tolerate it, mm-hmm. or do we embrace it? Because God's always going to discipline those that he loves, and he's going to cause us to grow. And that means he's going to cause us to step over our comfort and step into the places that were uncomfortable. That's always going to happen with every Christian everywhere uh, because God loves them, and he wants to draw them to himself. Mm-hmm. So uh, you're going to constantly see that people, if they don't step beyond those comfort zones, actually it's like they start to shrink and shrivel up. Mm. My dad used to have a saying in business, and he'd say, if you're not going forward, you are going backwards. Mm. Because if you don't have 
um, if you don't have forward progress, you will very quickly get stale and stagnate. Yeah. And before you know it, you've lost momentum. You will literally go backwards. Yeah. And that's true. I've watched that. I've watched yeah. that play out so many times. And so a lot of times there's peer pressure uh, to not go, you know, don't press the norms. And that's what Jesus ran up against as well. Don't press what everybody has accepted. Don't press beyond that. Don't ask questions. You know, don't ask all these questions. I'm watching that in social media today. Don't ask questions about, you know, all these guys and what these high, you know, you know, uh, league people have been doing behind the scenes and traveling on, you know, Epstein's jet. And all. Don't ask questions about that. Don't ask questions about, you know, some of these large organizations and who's funding them. You know, and it's it's like, come on, you. Our job is to find out the truth and shine the light on things. And if it can't stand up to the light of the Word of God, it doesn't need to stand. Yeah. If it can't stand. To the light of the word of God, it doesn't need to stand. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> Jade, she said, joy the first time almost terrified me. I did not want to be that person. And the Holy Spirit told you that. So you stretched me, me out of uh, my comfort. And uh, now, and Jade, put, in the, put back in the comments, once you accepted that and you humbled yourself to the truth of God's joy, how has that blessed you now? And I'll read it to everybody. Amen. So you want me to answer the question now? Yeah, oh. let, uh, let's wait till she uh, okay. responds to that. But can you see how the Lord's always going to pull us beyond mm-hmm. our comfort zone? Yeah. And uh, once we realize that, it becomes much easier to step into it. But it's not that our flesh won't stay there. Mm-hmm. But like Jade, with your, with your quote about joy... If you would have not stretched beyond that, yeah. uh, if you would have you know, not stretched beyond that, you would have been a person without the fullness of joy in your life, and you wouldn't have it. And that's how people don't walk in that fruit. So mm-hmm. she says, once I accepted it, it breaks bondage, it heals, mm-hmm. it makes all things new. That's the truth. That's also so. Are you happy, uh, Jade, that you uh, humbled yourself even to something that your flesh didn't want to do? Um, I, of course, I know the answer to that. <laughs> that was a softball. Here you go. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've noticed. She said. She said, "If I never accepted the joy, I would still be in a fearful bondage." And maybe not even here. You know? Yeah. She said, so, "Absolutely." Yeah. Since there's. There's joy all the time. time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And out now out of her place, mm-hmm. out of the place where God has designed yeah. for her and her family to be mm-hmm. nourished mm-hmm. in the fullness of life in this church, mm-hmm. to be nourished in it, that fear would have probably drawn uh mm-hmm. driven her out of that. It goes back to like the idea of being like where you're planted. Yeah. Are you going to surrender to the soil where you're planted or are you just gonna rest on top and just be ready to Get yeah. out and never actually die or grow. You know, like the seed has to die before it bears fruit. So, like, you can rest on top of the soil, you'll never grow. Yeah. You know, but you got to submit and plant yourself in that. Yeah. Isn't that a great teaching? It I, is such a great teaching. <laughs> I, like, ser- yeah. There's so many things in that. So many things. Seriously. We were talking about it at, at dinner with uh, some folks at, over the week. Yeah. And um, it's just, it's, it, make, it clears things up when you see mm-hmm. that. I, yeah. Anytime we talk, I want to talk about that now, but I'm not Sorry. going to. No, no. <laughs> so tell me, so what were some things that bothered you? Because as as we look at these things, we'll look at these things and then wrap up. But as yeah. we look at these things, mm-hmm. um, 
we can see how we should respond to certain things. So, yeah. Well, obviously when you go into an area where you got Kenneth Copeland and Jesse Duplantis and Jerry Savelle and all these guys who, who preach prosperity, who preach healing, who preach faith, you know, um, and like I was expecting we would go into a place where like everyone was at high level of faith, you know, and uh, after the very first service, I, I sat down, I'm like, how many of you, the people would you say here are, are actually walking, you know, yeah. or even increasing in that level of faith? Yeah. Like, because what, what, one of the things that I've learned, well, that I especially learned here is a lot of people like the idea of faith and they like the idea of prosperity, the idea of healing, because obviously, you know, we, 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 we like that idea and people will follow the idea, but they won't follow the route that yeah. brings it about, you know. Um, they'll want to just jump to the top level. Lottery mentality. Yeah. They want to be magic, but not do the work. And they think being in that that place will bring them to it, to that that position. But it's again, faith and patience. And, you know, and, and you see a lot of people just sharing, oh man, I gave so much to that ministry, but nothing ever happened, you know? And like, I just got poorer and poorer or whatever, but, but, you know, that's only one tiny piece is the sewing, you know? And, and, and so, and one of the things that Bill Johnson brought about that really helped me kind of see that a little bit more is he talked about how Jesus never lived in response to the devil, but in in react or in reaction to the enemy, but in response to the Father. Yeah. And so, like a lot of people will sow and sow and sow and sow, or do do different things, or you know, but they're not in response to the Father. They're just re- reacting to a message rather than responding to. The, to what the Holy Spirit in them is doing. Yeah. But like, I, like after that first message, I, I quickly recognized not everyone here is in the right heart and in the right spirit. Right. Um, e- even some of the ministers, you know, just trying to promote themselves, you know, yeah. like that's... I, not I, the ones speaking, but the ones around that are there mm, to attend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. like, like I, I'm, I'm your assistant, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I was just there serving you and like people would come up to me and just start talking about their ministry and hand me their business card and then walk away. And I'm like, what just happened? <laughs> you know, like, 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 just like car salesmen almost, you know, like, uh, and, and Self, I'm, I'm self just, promotion. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, I was like confused. <laughs> like, I'm like, what just happened to me? You know, like, what am I supposed to do with this? You know, but yeah. it's, but I, I quickly realized that, you know, cause like, but I also one of the things I loved the most was just following you around and seeing how you responded and how you, how you, you know, you weren't handing around business cards. You were buying people coffee, you know, like, you know, and just you were like serve, you were serving people and blessing people, and that's what you were doing. And you know, and like, it, it just kind of blew my mind how, how different mentalities. You know, you were just being led. You know, and they were. I guess. The thing that shocked me the most was a lot of people, and I noticed this in myself when Bill Johnson was speaking, you know, like, sorry, am I answering your question? No, you're doing great. <laughs> I want you to keep on. Um, when he was talking, I could, I could feel my soul, my soulish parts of me like being stimulated because he had a lot of really good one-liners and stuff. Yeah, He was obviously he anointed by the Spirit, but I could, I could easily find, let see me, if I did Let me add myself. to that right yeah. there is he... He did have a lot of one-liners, and that he's the type of person that people could fall into the trap. I'll say this for whoever uh, will and can receive it. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of person where 
people could fall into the trap if they're soulishly motivated in their mind, will, mm. or emotions yeah. to go after the mental side of his message. Yeah. Uh, it would be very easy uh, because his it was, but he was carrying a spiritual anointing. Mm. But there is a trap there where people try to uh, gain knowledge not through the anointing first, but through knowledge first, by mm. tr factual trivia and mm. one-liners and things like that. So it's all mental. Mm. It's not receiving it in the spirit. But I will say, the reason why I wanted to say this is, one, there's a trap there. Uh, but two, not that, not that what he did was wrong at all. That's yeah. why I wanted to say yeah. is he was highly anointed. As soon as he started speaking, I went, whoo. There's the anointing of God mm. right there. It was yeah. very spiritual message mm. and right on target, I thought. Yeah. And um, But because of his presentation, it is very good words and mm. presentation. He's skilled. Yeah. He has done what the Bible has told him to do, become a skilled communicator, continue mm. to grow yeah. in your ability to mm. communicate yeah. so that you're helping not just the spiritual people that can receive mm. at whatever level, mm. but you're helping people that are just beginning as well. He yeah. was very skilled. Yeah. So some people will chase the skill, but not the anointing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I could, I could feel my soul, the soulish parts of yeah. it starting to like click kick, on, click on and yeah. like, man, this is good. These are some good one lines. And I had to like stop myself and say, because I, I, I recognize and I could see how people could, could yeah. you know, um, could get soulish, you know, in listening. Yeah. And people can get soulish in listening to any of these guys. Yeah. Oh, man, you know, if I, if I do this, this will happen to me. And, and just completely remove the Spirit out of it, the yeah. Holy Spirit, in the direction of the Holy Spirit. And that's kind of, and that's one of the things that's been challenging me the most is, like, when you tell stories about, like, your, like the TV, you know, you were going to buy one, and then the Holy Spirit said no. You yeah, know? and you know, like I could hear them be like, "Man, I want to believe for a TV," but the Lord never told me, you know, anything. <laughs> you know, you were being led by the Spirit, and that's one of the things that Bill Johnson was talking about is living in response to the Spirit. Yes. You know, being led by the Spirit every step you take. You know, you keep in mind the Spirit, yeah, and you let Him lead you and let Him guide you, and He'll and and you know, you'll you'll get the testimonies, you get the stories, but. Some people want to be led by somebody else's testimony and somebody else's story. And man, if that worked, if, you know, obviously, like, if it's something black and white in Scripture, like, I don't need a word from the Lord to be able to do that. Yeah. But, like, in, in, in some of the testimonies and some of the stories that they have, you can get soulish and be like, man, I'm just going to give, like, give under compulsion almost, yes. you know. Or, yes. you know, where, like, it's not wrong to give, but if I'm doing all my giving under compulsion because I like the message, but I'm not taking time to be led by the Spirit. Because there was actually a time when I'm like, God, I want to sow. What can I sow? And he said, no, you've sowed enough today. Yeah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, like, aren't I supposed to? And, and if I just went beyond that and sowed, yeah. you know, that would have been compulsion. Um, yeah. You know. And God knew my heart, and that was the weirdest moment of that whole convention. Was like, yeah, and but aren't I supposed to? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, but but being able to be led by the Spirit and not just getting in the soulish aspect of man, I just want to be rich, so I'm gonna, you know. Uh, but man, if if I so and if like it's love, you know, if I give all I have to the yeah. poor, I, I only yeah. know this because you know the teachings <laughs> that you. Give. If I give all I have, First uh, Corinthians thirteen three. If I give all I have to the poor, but I have not love, I gain nothing. 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 And love is... Ever. Anywhere. And love is unconditional... Yeah.
giving, giving at, at the, the leading, leading of, of God. Yeah. yeah. So it's at the leading of the Lord. That's right. You know, and when the Lord leads and I give, that's when I know I'm planting in the soil and there will yeah. be a harvest. And when you, I've reached that point before where, you know, the Lord's told me, nope, I don't want you to sow today. You've, you've given enough to. Mm. And so the, I'll give you a question that's really good to challenge yourself with mm. is uh, when I've reached that moment, mm. I generally will ask the Lord, say, well, your word says, as I purpose in my heart. So mm. I would like to give. Mm. I would like to give. Yeah. Is that okay in mm. this moment or is it not? Yeah. And so I'm making sure that one, I'm led. Yeah. Two, I'm purposing my heart properly. Yeah. I'm being intentional. I would like to. Will you allow me or is this no? And I've had them say, well, if you, if you would like to in purpose, then yes, you can do this. Mm. And then I've had them say, no, that's enough. You've done good. Mm. And then I should be, I should be happy with that. Yeah. You know? And uh, I, sh I should be good. But that's a great question to ask uh, at that moment because of just to make sure that you're clear. Make sure that you've cleared every part of your responsibility as well. Yeah. And, um, but it's... You know, it surprised me when the Lord said that the first time as well. But that's a great place to get to. No, you yeah. you did what you needed to do. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, <laughs> so to answer your question in a nutshell, yeah. uh, um, you know, the thing that bothered me the most was seeing how much people were building their own house, yeah. but also just operating in a more soulish than by the Spirit. Yeah, yeah. I try when I'm when I'm ministering, you know, because there are great blessings. There are great blessings to um, just to walking in the kingdom of God. Mm -hmm. There's great blessings. Yeah. Actually, in First Timothy six, it says, uh, "But when you accompany godliness mm -hmm. with, contentment. with contentment, it's mm -hmm. actually a means of great gain." And it's it's literally talking about material things. Yeah. It says it's actually a a great gain. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, you start to see is that people will start going after the gain yeah. instead of the godliness. And yeah. so they're trying to employ kingdom mm. tactics uh, and kingdom dynamics and kingdom inner workings, mm -hmm. uh, not really going after godliness, but going mm. after the gain. Yeah. And, you know, and, and still it does work on some level. You even have people that are not born again at all. They're applying, you know, kingdom laws into yeah. their giving and they'll have, They'll go forward, mm -hmm. but it won't be right. It won't yeah. be at its fullness. And mm -hmm. we want people to be at its fullness. So when I'm ministering, one of the things that I like to try and do is actually give the both sides of it, both ditches on it. So that if, you know, because you can have people that come in and they never have given in their life and they're mm -hmm. in one ditch. And then you have other people that give too much mm -hmm. and they're giving out of compulsion. Yeah. And it might not be compulsion of the minister pulling on them. It might be compulsion where they feel guilty to give. Mm -hmm. You know, if I don't give, I'm guilty, you yeah. know, and they're actually living in condemnation. So you have both of those ditches. Yeah. And so I tried to give when I'm ministering, I try to give both sides of that, recognizing where people are coming from. Mm -hmm. And it helps them to uh, be in a spiritual health mm -hmm. of what they do. Yeah. Um, another thing that you said is, uh, uh, and you know, again, I, I recognize we're going longer than normal today, but you know, 
you either you know, click off or stay on. It's up to you. <laughs> but uh, um, somebody, I just have the sense that this is helping some people and uh, people that are desiring it. But uh, one of the things that you said too was, you know, are people actually living this? You could, you recognize mm-hmm. that not everybody's receiving the word. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's receiving the word that's being preached. They're not living. They're not living what was actually preached. It's the talk without the power, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, they're not. They're not getting all of that. And uh, yeah. and you asked me. You said how many are getting this, and I tried to give you a percentage, but. I, I definitely have found that in all situations, even with some of the greatest preaching and teaching, very few people actually apply that. And I remember one of the first years I was at the convention, I'm like so excited. I'm, so, I'm humbled mm-hmm. and honored to even be there. Mm-hmm. Like it took, it took something for us to get there, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm humbled and honored. And people are waiting outside to get like a front row seat and they're like getting in arguments <laughs> over the seat. Mm-hmm. I'm like, my gracious, you know, and what they're wanting is a seat of honor. Mm-hmm. They're not wanting the honor that's in the message. Yeah. They want to. They want the seat of honor. Yeah. And um, mm-hmm. so, a lot of times, people are. Um, a lot of times, people will hear all the great stuff, but they won't allow it to affect change to their heart. Mm-hmm. Never go to a service or listen to a message without looking for something to change. Mm-hmm. Never go that's to good. a service. Put that in the comments. Never go to a service or listen to a message without identifying something to change. Mm-hmm. How yeah. can I change? Yeah. Because if you're not changing, what are you doing? Yeah. What's the point? Like one of the things that I was just thinking about was like even Jesus. You know, like people think, oh, he, he had 11 out of 12 of his disciples that were like very faithful and stuff like that. But if you think about it, it was actually not even anywhere near that. In John 6:66, you know, whenever he starts talking about, I'm the bread, you know, eat my flesh, drink my blood, you know. Yeah. And they're like, how do we receive this? It says a majority of them went away. Yeah. And that's like out of hundreds and hundreds. So like you got maybe 120 out of what, 700? I think it was somewhere around there. Well, there were, um, there were 500, 500 that were that were identified okay, so yeah, at one, the, after he resurrected, yeah, there so, were at least 500. Okay. And then you had 120 in the upper room actually mm-hmm. doing yeah. what he told them. So however many were following him then at that thousands point. Thousands at that point, yeah. You know, that rejected him. Yeah. So like, so, you know, you look at something like this, you know, a lot of people will, will discredit a ministry because of like, like a few people that have misinterpreted or have yeah. have taken something the wrong way or just gotten soulish. Yes. Know? Oh, well, I know this person and they, they follow after him and they're not, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, like there were people, you'll find that in any church. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Like, so you might as well just discredit every church that exists because, it, because yeah. somebody in there is not. Exactly right. But, and I've found too that the Lord does things that looks mm-hmm. weird to us. Like, for example, yeah. you know, I, as a minister, I want to help as many people as possible. Yeah. I mean, that's just that that should be the heart of any minister. Mm-hmm. But along that, in that process, you'll find that there's a pressure and a desire to help everybody that walks in the door. And you, there's a there's a uh, 
a logic, a, a worldly logic that mm-hmm. thinks everybody that walks in the door belongs to my ministry, mm-hmm. right? Which is what I would call my ministry mentality. Yeah. And uh, instead of understanding that God has placed the members, not mm-hmm. me, I didn't mm-hmm. place them. Yeah. And But what I've found is this, this is a huge point, is that I've watched people that I really wanted to be a part of this ministry that the Lord sent them somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking, well, that ministry might be lesser then that ministry might be lesser than what we are, right? And I'm thinking they're taking a step down. But see, here's the thing. God knows what they can receive and how they can receive it. I don't know that. So in other words, they let's say that our ministry was higher. Let's just say for our ministry is operating in higher things, right? But... If they're never going to receive those higher things, it's yeah. better for them to go to a place where they actually can receive and will walk in yeah. more than what they would have. And so that looks weird to our logic, but that's a kingdom thinking, not a my kingdom thinking. Yeah. You know, that's God's kingdom, not my kingdom, you know, his ministry, mm-hmm. not my ministry. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm totally good with people moving uh, to the place where God tells them. Now, God's going to be leading them. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, yeah. uh, some of those choices, just like Israel chose a king instead of uh, judges, right? They, and they push beyond the will of God. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't mean that it's the perfect will of God for them. Yeah. It just means that God knows what they're going, the decisions they're going to make, how they're going to receive the best. And he says, you know, it'd be better actually if you were over here because here they're never going to submit the way that they should. They're never going to give themselves to the ground where they're planted in and go. And I say that to say this. Don't be surprised if God does something that doesn't look logical to you. Yeah. Uh, help people grow to the highest that they can grow and help them become what they're supposed to be. But understand that God can see it all and he knows what's going on in their heart and in yeah. their mind and what and all these things that are happening. And it doesn't matter. Uh, it, the Lord may do something that doesn't look logical to us, mm-hmm. but it's because he can see it all and we can't. There's still pieces where we are seeing through a glass darkly. And that's where... but. Here's the beauty of it. I don't have to see everything. I just have to be led. Yeah. I just have to be led by him and he'll show me what I need to know. So a lot of times people at a, you know, they're not living and changing to everything that's being said. Mm-hmm. And so what we should do with that is yeah. say, well, I recognize that that's a temptation of the flesh, mm-hmm. but how can we go and how can I not do that? And that means I'll become diligent and humble myself to a word. I'll humble myself to what the Lord's speaking, and I'll make sure that I'm receiving changes. So, yeah, amen. Glory to God. So uh, today we just praise God for you. Hope you got something out of that, and uh, we're excited. Uh, It was a great, great week, and I'm Mm -hmm. really looking forward to the fruit that's coming out of it. Mm -hmm. And... um, one of the things that we always like to do is provide an opportunity for those where God has put the uh, put a leading in their heart to sow into the ministry and become a partner with the grace that God's put on the ministry. So if you're on Facebook, you can type in hashtag donate and the amount, or anybody can go to givebc.org and you're welcome, uh, welcome to sow in that way. Uh, when you do that, what you're doing is you're esteeming, Lord, uh, 
What do you want to do? This is your way. This is a kingdom way. And I'm tapping into kingdom finances. And I'm going to see a kingdom return, a yeah. supernatural return. Yeah. Um, one of the things that came to my mind was something that Bishop Oyedipo said. He said, uh, don't seek after things, but seek first the kingdom and things will be added unto you. Uh, yes. I mean, it's a quote from Matthew 6. You know, yes. Seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added unto you. So he yes. said, don't seek after things, but seek the kingdom, and things will be added unto you. And sowing into this is an opportunity. Like the kingdom is being advanced. Yes. We've been talking about bringing the kingdom, you know, have heaven on earth, you know, yes. or on earth as it is in heaven. And um, and that's honestly one of the things that, like, not to to move away, but like, yeah, like, what conference can you go to that they have evangelism training and they send people out every day of the conference? <laughs> yeah. And and I think at at minimum. At minimum, uh, seventy-five people gave their life to the Lord through during that conference. You know, yeah. through through training people and sending them out. And I went that one day. Yeah. And so, like, and so, you know, don't seek after things. Seek first the kingdom, and things will be added unto you. Yes. So, so as we're sowing and as we're giving, you know, what we're doing is we're partnering ourselves with the kingdom. Yeah. You and another person went out soul winning, mm -hmm. and how many? How many 14. did y'all? Fourteen people that you led to the yeah. Lord. Glory in, to God. In an hour and a half. In an hour and a the half. The harvest is ready. Yes. That's what I learned very quickly. Like people are ready. You yeah. know, out of that fourteen people, I think only two people uh, weren't willing to. Yeah. To, to say, you know, give their life. That's to awesome. So like. 14 out of 16 people yeah. are ready. You know? I was so pleased that yeah. you went to go do that. That was so great. Honestly, that was my prayer. I'm like, God, I really want to go to this conference so that I yeah. can be a part of that. And yeah. it was an honor to be a part of it. One of the things that I would say is, let me read you this verse. And just on giving, when, we're, when you're talking about kingdom, mm -hmm. I want to show you something real quick. So this is Genesis 8.22. Just such a simple concept. And the Lord showed me this several years ago, and I just love it. So Genesis 8.22, God makes a promise, and he says, While the earth remains, seed, time, and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And uh, every time I read that, I say, and that's why global warming is a joke. Uh, because <laughs> as long as the earth remains, we're going to have summer and winter. That's, yeah. God said that, you know. God uh, more. Anyway, but one of the things he says <laughs> is seed time and harvest remains. Now watch this. This is the concept. No matter where you are, whether you are with God, mm -hmm. you're on the earth, behind enemy lines, mm -hmm. right? You can be completely, I mean, surrounded by the enemy. But if you'll mm -hmm. sow, yeah. God has his word to bring you a harvest. Mm -hmm. So seed time and harvest, one of the most beautiful things about it is God gave seed time and harvest as an element. So when you plant a seed and when you give and you sow uh, finances, God has already given his word that he must bring about a harvest on it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest is there. Yeah. No matter where you're at, no matter what uh, is going on in your life, you can sow 
And God has to keep his word and bring something about in your life. And I love that because what it does is it completely circumvents the kingdom of darkness. The Mm -hmm. devil can do nothing about it. He can't do anything about it. Mm -hmm. It completely circumvents all of the devil's system. And that's one of the powers about giving and receiving Mm -hmm. is because it completely blows up the devil's plans, which is why he comes against money and finances and giving so much. He, he doesn't like it because he can't do anything about it. And mm-hmm. uh, But you can do something about it as you give and as you sow, even, even if it's just something small, as you sow, all of a sudden the Lord is held and bound by his own word Mm -hmm. to get those things to you. And we just pray those things for you. Father, right now, as people give today and they give throughout this week and they give to this ministry, Lord, let them be blessed. Let it be pressed down, shaken together and running over into their lives, Father. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you, Father, for your love and your mercy. Thank you for multiplying the seed sown and bringing it about in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We love you. Thank you for being with us. Here's Barrett to wrap it up, and uh, Buddy and I will see you tomorrow. Barrett? Hello, guys. Almost. You can hear my voice. I'm talking. Everybody's like, what's happening right now? They're mm-hmm. still looking at us. There you hey go. Hey, guys. I'm here. We're back. So I hope you enjoyed today's broadcast. It was a great one, and it's so good to have Pastor Brian and Buddy back live in the studio with us today. And they will be back again tomorrow with us as we dive into our Tuesday Lunch Plus. We will be having Will It Muffin. You're going to have to tune in tomorrow to find out what things will turn into muffins. I, I don't know. Last week's, last week's did not muffin for me. So we'll see if tomorrow's muffins. But then afterwards, we're going to have a time of prayer like we always do each and every single day. And then Bible trivia with Buddy. It won't be with me and Marky. So you're welcome. It's back with Buddy. <laughs> we hope that you have just truly been blessed by it. And if you are interested in ever coming to a Lunch Plus production. You are welcome to come here to Boomerang Church. We shoot live every single weekday, 11.45 a.m. We'd love to have studio audience. If you would like to be a part of that, we'd love to have you come out and be here in the studio. So we love you so much. Thank you for being here with us, and we will see you tomorrow, 11.45 a.m. Have a great rest of your Monday.